Welcome everyone to today's Oave Torah, Daf Yomi Shiur. Today's Shiur is Daf Kuf Mem Aleph. We will begin <coughs> on Daf Kuf Mem Amur Bet at the Mishnah. The Mishnah says as follows. Gorfin. The word Goref we had before in Perakira uh, with Garuf Vikatum. Garuf is to clear out. In the, beforehand, it was talking about clearing out an oven. Here, the Gemara is talking about clearing out um, extra food from in front of an animal. So, gorfin milafne haptam. We are allowed to move out all the the food, clear out the food from an animal that's being fattened. In the olden days, there were two different types of animals. Uh, a, a patam is an animal that stays in one spot and you're fattening it in order to shecht it. Uh, as opposed to an animal that sometimes you actually use the animal. So this is a patam. So if you have an animal that's a patam, you're allowed to clear out the ebus. You're allowed to clear out the feeding trout in order to put new stuff in it. Now, we can move everything to the side because of the, the excrement, the number two. Sometimes an animal, when it's animal staying in the stall, sometimes its feet have number two on it. But the animal won't eat if the number two goes on its food. So you move the stuff to the side so it doesn't get on the food, if the, the animal won't step on it. But the rabbis say it's a sewer to do that. You're allowed to take food from one animal to put in front of another animal on Shabbat. The Gemara will explain how you do it. Says the Gemara, We ask the question, we see the Rabbanan arguing and they're saying it's Asur. When they're saying is it a, is, it's Asur, are they saying it's Asur on the Mesalkin Listadin, which is the last thing that we just said, or they're arguing on the Gorfim Melifnea Patam? So says the Gemara, or maybe, maybe they're arguing on both. So it's either on the first, on the second, or on both. Tashma will bring a proof. The Tanya, there's a bright that follows that Mishnah, but it ends off with the following words that say, whether it's the dirt or whether it's the feed, you shouldn't move it to the side. Now, that sounds like they argue on both. You shouldn't do it. Okay, very good. Now, Amar Abchista, Machloke be'evus shel karka, al be'evus shel keli divrei kol mutar. It's only a machloket if the floor is made out of dirt, if you could sweep it or not. But if it's made out of a keli, of course you're allowed to move it. The Gemara, that doesn't make much sense. So the Gemara asks, Ve'evus shel karka mi'ika l'man deshareh, is there anyone who lets you sweep a dirt floor? Like we mentioned many times, when you sweep a dirt floor, you'll end up smoothing it out and you'll be over on plowing. So this is the Rather, 
if they were talking about it, they were saying like this: Chista, Amar Chista, Machloket Be'evushel Kel. The Machloket is only between the Chachamim and Rebdosa is about a Keli. Abal Be'evushel Karka. Different call Asur. Everyone agrees Asur on the, on the Karka because, of course, a Karka is a problem since you might be Meshavei Gumot. Now we have the two dots here, four lines in the bottom of the page. It says, You can move things from in front of the animal. One writer says, You can take it in front of the, from the animal that has a good mouth and put it in front of the animal with a bad mouth. The other writer says, You can take it from the animal that has a bad mouth and put it in front of the one with the good mouth. So now, this seems to be contradiction. We don't know what it means. Amar Abaya, Abaya explains. Edi vi Edi, both brightest are explaining. You could take it from a donkey and put it in front of a cow. But you can't take it from a, from a cow and put it in front of a donkey. Why is that? Because it seems like Rashi explains that the donkey which usually uh, eats cleaner than a cow and has less drippings would not eat cow food that was in front of a cow so you can't take the food in front of a cow and put it in front of a donkey but the other way around the, the cow is not particular and he wouldn't know or care if the donkey had it before him and therefore he would eat it that's why you're allowed to take it from a donkey to put it in front of a cow that's talking about a chamor that has no drool. Puts in front of the animal that has a bad mouth. That's the para. That's the para. The idli which does drool. It's talking about a chamor which is not careful. It'll eat anything. It's no problem because it'll even eat thorns. And you can put it in front of the animal with a with a with a good mouth. You can put it in front of a para who will only eat special foods. And therefore, either way, you could take a donkey to put it in front of an ox, and you can't put an ox in front of a donkey. So in some ways, uh, a donkey is a good the donkey is considered a good animal in the fact that the donkey uh, it doesn't drool, but it's a bad animal because it eats anything. And therefore, if you want to move, if you have stuff that you're afraid is going to end up making the animal, in other words, you don't want to waste the stuff by leaving it in front of the donkey. You might as well move it in front of the chamor, that's in front of the ox, that's okay. But the other way around, you can't. New Mishnah, Hakashal Gebamita. If you have straw on top of a bed, in the olden days, people used to have straw on a bed. You would put a sheet over it and sleep on it. You can't move it with your hand. You could move it with your body. So you could lie on the straw and you could move with your body to make it into a comfortable bed to sleep on. If the straw was made for animal food, 
So then it's not mukseh because animal food is not mukseh. Or she'alav kad osadin, or someone put a sheet on it before Shabbat, so he showed he wants to sleep on it. Then minano begedor, it's not mukseh. It became a keli, and then you could even pound it with your hand. It seems like people would always pound it with the hand, but on Shabbat you have to do it with your body unless you prepared it from before. Says the Mishnah, mechbesh shel balei batim muturim. Uh, they used to have a press. I don't know if you've seen it. Sometimes you'll go to the old style dry cleaners and they have a press where they have a, uh, they'll put your pants in a press and they push down on, on the top board and it pushes it down on the bottom board. The one they have in the cleaners is usually hot. This is just the pressure makes it, in the olden days, it was just the pressure that made it straight. So if you have machbesh balei batim mutanim, if you have a press of Balei Batim, you're allowed to use it. But you can't push it down for the first time on Shabbat. So you could open it, but you can't press it on Shabbat. If you have a press from beforehand, you're allowed to open it though. Now, Balei Batim means that people have it in their house. Some people have in their house now, you'll see a place where they can put their pants on and it gets... It, it takes the creases out of the pants. That's not a professional one. But if you have a professional one, then you can't even open it. If they, even, even the one that was that was partially out. I'm sorry. Even the one that was asur. If it was partially open, you let it continue open it on Shabbat according to this rabbi. Says the Gemara. Hi Fugla, Amar of Nachman. Hi Fugla, if you have a radish. We had this beforehand, uh, and there was a radish. Now, if the radish was growing in the ground, it'd be a sword to pull it out for sure. That would be the benacha of kotzer harvesting. This radish was actually plucked from the ground, and in, we didn't want to leave it out in the sun because it would get shriveled up. So instead, they buried it in the ground. Now, it's not fully buried. There's a part sticking out. So it depends which way it is. If it's regular, right side up, which means that it's buried in the ground the right way, then you're allowed to pull it out. But if it's upside down, it's asur. Seemingly, it's asur to pull it out because you're moving muksa. When it's right side up, so the the... The dirt, which is muksa, will slide off it. Over here, if it's upside down, the dirt will get picked up, and it's asur. Even though you're picking it, you're picking it up in a abnormal way, the dirt is being picked up with a radish, and yet that's an abnormal way, and yet it still seems to be asur. So says the Gemara. Amar of Ada bar Abba, Amar Beirav, Tanya Delokrav, Nachman. We have a bright against Rav Nachman. Why? It says Hakashal Gavimita. Tanina, bright Mishnah against Rachman from our Mishnah. Hakash shall give me If you have straw on the bed, you can't move it with your hand. But you can move it with your body. If you have a pillow, you can put it, do it with your hand. We see from the first part though, that if you're sitting on it with your body, it's not called moving it. So if you, that's okay, so then you see that it should be okay, even if it's upside down and you're moving the dirt. By picking it up, it should be fine. Shmami Nadimar says, you're right. Again, this Mishnah is against Rav Nachman. We knocked out Rav Nachman. 
Amar of Yehuda, of Yehuda says, Hai pilpili medak chada chada, bekatat If you want to crush peppers with the handle of a knife, it's okay. Tarti, but two at a time, asir is asur. Rava Amar, kevin de mishaneh, afilu tuvanami. According to Rava, even if you do a lot of them, it's still going to be okay if you need it for Shabbat because you're doing it in a way that is funny. Now, the Yisur would have been Tochen. So, according to Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda is saying, you, in order to get out of the Tochen problem, you need two things. Number one, you need to be doing one at a time, which is unusual. And also, you need to use the handle of the knife. According to Rava, if you just use the handle of the knife, you could don't need both things. Just a Shinoi is enough. I'm going to read another statement. Mandasahi Maya, a guy who goes to, for a bath in a stream of water. He should dry himself, then go out. Maybe he's going to move four amot in a carmelite. There's a machlok exactly what this means. Some say it means that you, by, by going in the water, you're going to move the water by pushing it while you're in the water. Others say that the water that's on you is going to be moved. On you, meaning as you get up, some water stays on you, and you're carrying that for amot. Nami, kadachi koko arba amot vasir. When you go into the water, you're also going to move the 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 water around for amot. Because when you go in, there's only one object that can be in one space at a time. When you go in, water gets moved and it's moving for amot. Koko bekamelit ogazu. The rabbis are not gozed, not moving in a carmelit with your body, and therefore it's okay to cause it to move. But once you're moving out of the carmelit. And you're carrying it with you, that's different. Says the Amar Abayevi, Item Rabbi Yehuda, Tit shall give it a glob, but can hobe karkav and can hobe kotel. If you have mud on your shoe, you could take it off on the ground, but you can't take it off on a wall. Amar Abayevi, my time, I'm a kotel, I'm a shum, the Mexicibone, Habinian Chalkayakiu. Amar says, what, What's the problem with putting it on the wall? Seemingly, the wall is made out of clay, and when you scratch it off on the wall, it looks like you're adding more dirt, mud, and clay to the wall. But that's not a regular building. It's a weird type of building that's like a, a mud hut. And only, a, it's, it's, the, it's a cheap building, and therefore, why would the hahamim say that it's a sewer, right? It's davar she'enu mitkaven. You're not trying to do, it, and it's not you're not doing it deoraita. It's only derabanan because it's a weird type of building. El amarava mikan chol bekotel ve'en mikan bekaka. Flip it. He says you can only do it on a wall. Don't do it on the ground. Dilma atlas shvigo because when you do it on the ground, you might smooth the ground, which would be choresh itmar. We learned more bread davina amar echad zev echad zev asur. The the ground is asur and the walls asur. Papa says echad zev echad zev mutar. He says both mutar. The more bread the ravina, but Mike So now the Reb Papa is cool because he says they're both mutar. But according to more bread the ravina, why would it be? How does the guy get the mud off his foot? You do it onto a beam because if you have a beam, you can't build onto a beam with clay because no one puts clay onto a beam. You put clay onto a clay wall, but you won't put clay onto a beam. So you're doing it in a way that's not building at all. And you're not going to make any gumot, you're not going to make gumot because you can only do that on the ground. Says the Gemara, 
אמר אבל לא לתת איש הפומה דלחיה, דילמה מנהג דלחפץ ואתי לטויה. You shouldn't sit at the edge of a lechi, meaning at the edge of an area where you're not allowed to carry, because if you sit there, we're afraid that something will fall, will roll away from you, something that you're holding will fall, roll away from you, and you might carry it back. You shouldn't sit in an area where something that falls out of you will roll out of you on Shabbat. And you might pick it up. A person should not rock a barrel. It seems like when you put a barrel down, you want to make sure that the barrel wouldn't fall down. So you should, they would roll it back and forth in order to make it even. But by doing that, you might end up, again, smoothing the ground, which would be Asur. Amar also says, person should not put wet stuff into a jug. Why? Because then you'll come to squeeze the jug, uh, to squeeze the wet stuff on Shabbat and get the water out, which is, of course, Sechita. Amrav Kahana, Tit Shal Gabe Bigdo, if you have. Uh, dirt on your mud on your clothes. You can rub it on the inside, but you can't rub it on the outside because that would be a problem of Milaben. Ask the Gemara, what do you mean? Why is it Milaben? Now, but just to, as an uh, introduction, a person's not allowed to put, a person gets a stain on your garment. It's a very, very dangerous thing. Person eating on Shabbat, often you the the standard thing is you put a little water on it and you'll clean it so you don't look bad. However, that is a of clean of laundering, Melaben, which is one of the 39 Melachot. Uh, incidentally, you're not even allowed to scrub it back back and forth. Over here, we're allowing scrubbing it from the inside, but not from the outside. Metivi, we ask the question, teach I'll give him an alav, you could scrape it off with the back of a knife, Michelle, but if it's on your but if it's on your garment, which is a fabric, leave out the, the shoe because the shoe is not a garment. But if it's on your garment, you could do it with your fingernail. As long as you don't rub it. So it sounds like my love, it sounds like you can't rub it at all. So how could Al Gamar say you let it rub it from the inside? He seemingly It should be always Asur. We're only saying it's Asur from the outside, but from the inside it's Mutar. Inside, what basically what's happening is, if you have, if, imagine a guy is eating and he gets something on the outside of his shirt. So if he puts his hand inside the shirt and moves his finger back and forth, he can get the item off the shirt. But if you do it from the outside, you scratch back and forth or you, or you rub your shirt against each other, that would be Milaben and that would be Asur. You could scrape mud off a new shoe, but not an old shoe on Shabbat. Now, the reason why it's Asur is because a little leather comes off and you do Mechek according to Rashi. That's the bottom Rashi. You're going you're to end up peeling it for Mechek. So says, if you have a new shoe, what do you do? Right? So then what do you do? Then you do Begav Sakin, use the back of the knife. So the back of a knife is okay. But the old man told him, get rid of your halacha, that it's okay, because of what Rabbi said. 
אין מגלים לא מן החדש, לא מן הישן. You can't scrape anything off a new or old shoe. ולא יסוך את רגלו בשמן. Don't put oil on your foot, והוא בתוך המנעל או בתוך הסנדל, while it's in the shoe. Because that may, that's like tanning the hide. Oil is good. Oil on leather makes the leather stronger. But you can let it put oil on your foot and then put your foot into the sandal. But while your foot is into the sandal, you can't stick oil in because then it looks like you're oiling the leather. But if you put oil on your foot first, then it goes in and the leather goes on and that's fine. You can put your oil on your whole body and... roll around on a leather sheet, it's not a problem. That's only if you want to polish the shoe. But if you're trying to get the leather nice, then it's a source. If you're trying to uh, polish it, it's a source. But if you're trying to tan it, it's a source. The difference between polishing and tanning is because uh, polishing is, is just putting a leather on top, putting a layer on top. But tanning is making it is making it really, really uh, fit, and that's Asur. So we're talking about Abdobshita. Of course you can't do it if you're trying to tan it. Ma'abed is one of the Melachot of Shabbat. The two, Would anyone allow you to polish it? Even oil to polish it should be a problem. That's only if you put up enough oil to polish it, but you're not trying to polish it, you're trying to lie down. But if you put enough oil on you that you can tan it, then it's always asur, even if you're not trying to do it. Basically, it comes out over here that if you're trying to polish it or you're trying to tan it, it's asur. If you're trying to lie down, Then if the oil comes up to polish it, it's okay. But if oil comes up to tan it, which is much more oil, it would be asur. Tanu Rabbanan, we learned in the Brite, Lo Yitzhak HaTan Bin Ral Gadol. A small person can't go out with a bigger shoe. Avi Yitzhak Hu Bechaluk Gadol, we go out with a big shirt. The reason why is we're not worried you'll take off, a big shoe you might take off and carry, a big shirt you can't take off, because take off your shirt, you'll be walking around without clothes. Lo Tetzak Yishab Minam Minupat. A woman can't go out with a torn shoe, because again, she might get, be embarrassed and start carrying it. She can't do chalitzah, if her husband passed away, and she has to take off the shoe of her brother-in-law in order to be free. She can't do it with a torn shoe. But if she did it, it works. Can't go out on a new, with a new shoe on Shabbat. So we're worried... Because a woman who wears a new shoe and not, not happy with might end up taking it off. This is only by a woman's shoe because women are very, very careful with their shoes and they're very particular. I guess it's only true in the old days. Nowadays, women don't really care about their shoes. And of course, they'll wear anything. Tani bar kapara. Lo shanu ela shelo yatsa bo shachat od yom. This is only true if the woman... didn't walk out for at least an hour during the day. On Shabbat, on Friday, she walked out for an hour with it, then she could wear it, because we know that she got used to it, and she'll probably continue wearing it. Tani Chada. You're allowed to take a shoe off the shoe form on Shabbat. Now, I don't know if you've ever been to a shoe repair store, but the shoe repair store has a shoe form where you wrap the leather around it. 
Now, nowadays it's really just to, to tap your taps on, but in the old days it was the full size of a shoe and you wrapped the leather around it. So, and that's how you that's how you make the shoe. So you're allowed to take the shoe off the shoe form on Shabbat. Another bride says you can't make it if you want. Can you take it off or not? Lokasha. How to be the Azar, how to be the Ezir, how to be the Manan. The Tanah, we learned the Mishnah. Min al shal gabe imus. If you have a shoe on a shoe form, Rebezi says it's Tahor, meaning it hasn't been made a shoe yet since it's still on the shoe form. And therefore it's Tahor, it's not a Kelly. You didn't make it yet. Till it comes off. Rebeliezer is saying, it's not a keli, it's just a piece of leather, and therefore, it's tahor, it can't get tameh in it, oil amet. Hachamim italim, and the Chachamim say it's tameh. So the same Rebeliezer, who says it's tahor, will say on Shabbat, that you're not allowed to take it off, because by taking it off, you're making the shoe. Hachamim will say it's tameh, that means it's already made. So by taking it off, you're not doing anything, and therefore, they will let it off on Shabbat. Says the Han yichal rava damar that's good according to Rava, who says that something that's sur, because Shapir, then it makes sense that you could take it off. Why could you take it off according to Abaya, who doesn't let you move it the Tzorch Because over here, you're moving your shoe, in order to move, take the shoe off, you have to also touch the shoe form. The shoe form is a klisha machtoli isur. And therefore, Abaya, who says, you're not allowed to take the tzorch mikomo here, you need the mikomo, because you want, the shoe form is in the shoe. And you want to take the shoe form out of the shoe in order to put your foot in it. So by taking your shoe form, your shoe out of the shoe form, you're really moving muksa. So how are you allowed to move muksa the tzorch mikomo? You just need the place Rava's cool, because Rava says you're allowed to move Klishim Aftoli Yisur Tzorich Mekomo. But according to Abayi, who doesn't let, how do you let you take it out? Says the Gemara. Ha-ha. What's the case? Bidafui. It was loose. Since it was loose, you're able to pull the shoe off without moving the shoe form, so therefore it's okay. How do we know? Ditanya. Rabbi Yudahomed, Imayafun Mutar, if it's loose, it's mutar. Taima, the reason why it's okay is Rafui. Halo Rafui lo. Sounds like if it's not loose, that's sur. Hani Khalabaya. Now we have now we just flipped the side. Now that you have a Bryce is saying only if it's Rafui, now instead of Abaya being on the hot seat, Rava's on the hot seat. Because now the Bryce says it has to be Rafui, it has to be loose. And if it's, it has to be loose, according to Rava, it doesn't need to be loose. Because Rava says you're allowed to move with the Tzorch Mekomor. So we have a question on Rava. Hani chalabaya damar damashmat oli yisur to the Tzorch Mekomor mutan. Tzorch Mekomor asur shapir. El the Rava, according to Rava, damar ben Tzorch Mekomor ben Tzorch Mekomor mutan. Why does it have to be that for you, according to this rabbi? Says the Gemara, my ear afu, why does it have to be for you? I feel a lot of for Nami. No, Rava will answer you like this. He'll say, That brighter wasn't was Rabbi Yehuda in the name of Rabbi Eliezer. The Tanya, because we learned to the brighter, if it was the Foy, it was Mutaz. Therefore, we know that he said it. And therefore, since it's not. 
since it's only a particular Tana, Rav is not going like that Tana. Because it'll be as it says that the shoe we said before, the shoe is not finished until it's off. And therefore, since he holds its muksa, therefore it has to be loose in order to be finished. In other words, like this. Rabbi Eliezer was the rabbi who before had said that it's tahor. Why did he say it's tahor? Because he says it's not considered a shoe. So if it's not considered a shoe, then both things are mukseh. Not only is the shoe form mukseh, the shoe is also mukseh. So the rafui is only... Rava will answer you like this. Really, I'm right. Really, you can move things. It's cliche about all the tzorchimbukumah can be moved. So why over here does it have to be loose? Because if it wasn't loose, then you have two mukseh things. When it's loose, then it's like it's off. So once it's off, the only thing mukseh is the shoe form, and then you can take it off. But if it was tight, it, there would be two mukseh things. You'd be allowed to move nothing, and that's why it's mutad. Hadran alach tolin. We just finished tolin. Bezat Hashem. We're going to come back to mesechet to perek tolin, the twentieth perek. Bezat Hashem. Moving forward. Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen Amen. Tomorrow we will begin, Be'ezat Hashem, Daf, Kuf, Membet, and Perek Notel.